Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. I bless you, Lord Jesus. I turn myself over to you, Lord, and to your spirit. I pray for this word tonight. I pray that it will encourage people, that it, will, that it will cause them to reflect upon their own lives and, and draw closer to you. I bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's start tonight, and I'm going to go to the Gospel of John, John chapter 4, and I'll start reading in verse 20. Jesus meets a woman at the well of Samaria, and he, you know the story, he asked her for a drink, and he said, if you'd have asked me, I would have given you living water, and they get into a bit of a theological uh, argument, you might say. And uh, she, I'll begin verse 20, and she says to Jesus, Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and you people, talking about the Jews, he says, you Jew, you Jewish people, you people say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said, excuse me, Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, an hour is coming when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is of the Jews. I like you very gently, uh, just kind of straightens her out. <laughs> says, well, you're wrong. It's in Jerusalem is where we're supposed to worship. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is of the Jews. But an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth for such people, the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Hallelujah. Not hard to figure out what we're going to talk about tonight. Worship, the importance of worship. God is looking for worshipers. God is seeking worshipers, those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. And my feeling, and I don't say this in any way to condemn or to judge. I really don't. But my sensing is, and I have no uh, scientific background, no scientific proof, but my sensing is that most profession Christians are not worshipers. It, it doesn't mean they don't worship from time to time. Uh, you know, but just because, just because I fix a leaky sink doesn't make me a plumber. I may do a little bit of plumbing here and there from time to time, but it doesn't make me a plumber. I'm not a plumber unless I do it kind of full time. You know what I'm saying? So because we, we do, people say, well, I go to church and I worship. Well, that's fine, but do we worship on a daily basis? Well, pretty much on a daily basis. Do we worship at home? Are we worshipers? Do we come to church as worshipers or do we come not having worshipped and kind of get into it a little bit in church? I think that's important. And that's why I say most, I really sense, and I, and I just, 
again, I'm not condemning, but I'm just, that's my sensing is that most Christians uh, worship from time to time, but we're not true worshipers. We're not like full-time, you might say. I'll never forget uh, Norval Hayes. I shared a testimony. Uh, this, you know, I was thinking this, this probably was like back in the mid-90s. And uh, as I was preparing, I was thinking, my gosh, that's mid-90s. That's 25 years ago, you know. That's a long time. It's just where does the time go? But Novel Hayes said he was in his, driving in his car one day, and the Spirit of God, he said, just came in and just kind of flooded the car. And he said, the Lord spoke to him and said, Son, the church is sadly lacking in worship. And Norval kind of responded to the Lord as Norval only could. Is that right? And, uh, and he said, and the Lord spoke to me and said, yeah, and you're not doing so hard either. And out of that came a book that he wrote called uh, How to Live and Not Die. And it's really talking about uh, receiving miracles, receiving the blessings of God. But it's the worship, it's a, tr- it's a worshiper, somebody who worships God, who gets God's attention and who will receive the blessings of God. And not just asking, not just coming to God and asking for things, but being a person who out of their heart loves God and wants to worship him. You know, we're commanded in the scriptures to love God, to worship God. But just because we're commanded to worship doesn't mean, uh, doesn't mean we can make people worship. You know, we can ask people, like in a, even in a church service, we can ask people to stand and sing. And, and they might be standing and singing, but their, their mind might be 100 miles away. I remember I had a pastor friend of ours one time who was uh, extremely heavy, you know, years and years ago, he was extremely heavy. And he admitted, he said, you know what, even, during, even when I was preaching, even during praise and worship, my mind was like, where am I going to eat? Where am I going to eat? What's, where am I going to have lunch? So, you know, it's the old adage, you can, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. So you can even ask people to worship, and they can be singing, but true worship comes from the heart. It's something we want to do. It's something we desire to do, and it's something that we do do. Did I just say do do? Your spirit longs for this. You know, your spirit wants to worship. Your spirit wants to make contact with God. Your spirit desires this. Do you know why God loved David so much? You know, I think if I ask that question, people, because of what we're saying, people say, because he was a worshiper. No, I don't think so. I'll tell you why. You know why God loved David so much? Because David loved him so much. And worship, that the love that he had for God, produced the worship that came out of his heart. God loved David because David loved him. And David loved him so much. Listen, he wrote things like, he, the Bible says that he was a man after God's own heart. God just, David just couldn't get enough of God. And he wrote things like this in Psalm 42. As the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul pants for you, O God. It's like my soul just yearns for you, cries out for you. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. See, this is David's heart. David loved God. He just, God, I, I just love you. I want so much of you in my life. My heart just goes after you. My soul pants after you. And then he wrote again in Psalm 63. Oh God, you are my God. I shall seek you earnestly. 
My soul thirsts for you. My flesh yearns for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. In the same way that that extremely dry land would soak up water. He says, I just wanna I just want I just wanna soak you up in my life. I want so much more of you. You know, it's, and it's what God wants. God wants a relationship with us. It's, it's been his intention from the very beginning of time to, to, have, to have fellowship with, the, with his creation. It says in Genesis chapter 3 that God came down in, in the cool of the day to walk and to talk with, with his creation, with Adam and Eve. Now, he couldn't fellowship with them anymore because they had missed, but they had sinned. But before that, he, I'm sure that he did come down. But that's what he wants. You know, he wants fellowship with us forever and ever. And, you know, it's our destiny. It's, it's what's going to, we're going to have fellowship with God forever because where's, where are we going? We're heading for, if you're born again, you're going to heaven and you're going to spend eternity with God. You know, it says in, in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, it says, for the, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. With the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ. I mean, at some point, Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. And it says, and then we who are alive will remain. So he's talking about those who, who, who are passed on before us. They're going to go first. But then we who are alive will remain and will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. Hallelujah. The, you know, I read the back of the book. It'll excite you. Because there's this coming, a marriage supper of the Lamb. He's going to marry the church. The, his, the church is his bride. And we are going to be married to him forever and ever. And we're going we're gonna to spend forever in heaven. And you know what they do a lot of in heaven? That's right. They worship. All the time, hallelujah, because they love God, because they're so, imp- they're so in awe of him. They just worship him continually because it's so easy in his presence. God wants an intimate relationship with us, but do we really want an intimate relationship with him? That's the, to me, that's the key. And, you know, and I'm preaching to me. I'm, I, could, I could come up higher. I could be closer to God than I am. I could spend more time with him than I do. I get distracted just like everybody else. It's something we have to work at. But this intimate relationship to God, it's, it's available to whosoever will. Well, what? We'll, we'll pursue him with all their heart. We'll long for him. We'll spend time with him, you know. I, I remember in the story of, of Jesus' birth, you know, the Bible says that wise men came from the east. And they, they looked, they sought him. And when they found him, what did they do? They fell down and they worshipped him. I thought, this is just a little baby, you know. But they were convinced that this was the king. And the king deserved to be worshipped. And you know, my Bible tells me he's still the king of kings and the lord of lords. And he still deserves to be worshipped. Hallelujah. But you got to go find him. you got to seek him out. And you see, when you find him, it's like you fall down and you worship him. You say, God, I just, you know, I, I've told people this before. I don't sleep real good at night. I sleep maybe four, sometimes four, maybe five. Five hours is good for me. But I get up and, uh, and I'm up for a couple of hours or maybe two or three hours, and then I go back to bed. But what am I going to do? I'm kind of awake. I can't go back to sleep, but I'm not really awake awake, you know. And I'm not going to go out and mow the lawn at 3 o'clock in the morning. So, you know what, I, I get in my chair, and sometimes it's hard to pray. But what I do is I just start to worship. I just, I start just very quietly. And you know what helps me? I just want to share this with you. What really helps me is I start to sing. 
Now, I can't really sing, but I sing real, real soft. And it just, it just gets me into the presence of God. You know, I just start singing. Bowing down before you, songs of praise singing, hallelujahs ringing, just do that for a while. And there's a few other songs. Maybe you don't even know them. You know, we were, for, for several years, uh, there was an organization called Integrity Music, and they put out these music. They started with cassettes. They put out music cassettes and then CDs. And there's a ton of songs that we, we became familiar with. Really, there are, some of them are old, but they're really good worship songs. And I just began to worship God real quietly. And then sometimes I just stopped. I just rest in his presence. And I just say, God, I just want to know. I want you to know how much I love you, how much I need you, how much I depend upon you. You know, God, it, it's something. And the presence of God will come. He'll come right into your room, wherever you are. But you got to get alone. you got to get alone with God. Don't get distracted. It's real easy to not get distracted at 3 o'clock and 4, four o'clock. It's real quiet. And I love it. It's the best time. And then I do that for a while. And sometimes I don't really even pray. I just worship for a while. Then I go back to bed. But there's, it's, there's something about the presence of God. I tell you, it's addicting. You just get it in your life a few times, and you just want more and more. Hallelujah. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he said, first of all, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Worship you. Holy is your name, God. We worship you. We worship your holy God. You are wonderful. And we bless you. Hallelujah. First thing is worship. We're to worship no one else, and we're to worship nothing else. No boyfriend, no girlfriend, no children. God is the only one who deserves to be worshipped. And that's why in Romans chapter 1, uh, that the perverse conduct of those that it talks about. And that's why it's so wrong. Because it says in verse 25, they worshipped the, uh, the creature rather than the creator. They were worshipping human. They were worshipping flesh instead of worshipping God. That's why it's so wrong. It's so corrupt. Because they turned their whole attention onto the creation instead of the creator himself. Worship gets Jesus' attention. The leper who came and fell down before him. It says who worshipped him. Worshipped him first and then said, Jesus, if you're willing, you can make me clean. The woman with the issue of blood, pressed by Jairus, I mean, Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue, came to Jesus. And, you know, the, the, the powers to be would ostracize anyone who kind of admired Jesus, but he came down for the sake of his daughter. And he didn't just say, please come to my house and heal my daughter. It's the first thing he did was he fell down and he worshipped him. 
I tell you, worship the Syrophoenician woman worship. When when we start worshiping God, it gets God's attention. If I if I can put it that way, you know, it, God just responds to true worshipers. A couple of examples that happened in in our life that that just convinced me this is true. I remember our son gave a testimony. We have a son in California. And he, and he called me one time. This is years ago now. And, you know, there's a, a, a Christian music group called Hill Songs. Uh, the leader of the group, one of the leaders of the group is a, is a woman named Jar, Darlene Jack, I think you pronounce her name. And uh, they, they're very, very well known. We do a lot of their music here in church when we have church. And my son said they were, they were coming to, Hill Song Music was coming to California to do a concert. And so he went. And uh, he said, Dad, it was really good when the praise, they did a lot of praise first, and the praise was exciting, and there was, you know, lights, and it was kind of like a whole show. He said, but then after, after they did some praise, he said, then, they, then they started doing some worship. And he said to me, I'll never forget, he said to me on the phone, he said, Dad, it was unbelievable. This woman, Darlene Jack, he said, when they started worshiping, she checked out. It's like we weren't there. Nobody else was there. It was her and God. And it just, he said, it was amazing. You could just see it. She just was, it was like her and God. And that's the way it should, that's the way it should be. My wife and I went to a Randy Clark conference in, uh, I believe it was Harrisburg or Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, several years ago now. And uh, the speaker, the, one of the speakers there was Heidi Baker. Now, we had seen Heidi Baker several years before. And we uh, we knew she was a powerful woman of God, and uh, one of the as one of the speakers, we were really looking forward to hearing her again because we'd heard her once before, and she's wonderful. And so we were all anticipating. They did some praise and some worship, and then they introduced Heidi Baker. I'll never forget it. She came out on the stage and she sat down. She just sat on the stage. Remember that, honey? And uh, and for about fifteen minutes, she just. Worship God. She just, again, she just checked out. It's like we weren't there. The band was nobody. Nobody. It was just her and God. She didn't matter. Didn't matter. It didn't matter if anybody else was in the auditorium. There's fifteen hundred people there, but that didn't matter. It was just her and God, and she just. Checked. I mean, it was just you could see it. She, her whole being was consumed worshiping God, and that's the way it should be. But you know what? Here's something I felt very, very strong about. I'll tell. I'll tell you another incident in the life of this woman Darlene Jack. I heard I heard I hope I'm telling this right because well I got the basic truth. But she was married and trying to have children and she had gotten pregnant uh, a few times I think and then she'd lost it. She was having trouble keeping the baby. She was losing babies. And she just wanted a baby so bad she was praying and crying out to God, believing God to, for her, for her womb to be healed. And at some point, a prophet, a prophet came to the church and didn't really know much about her situation and prophesied about her having a baby. And the people, in the, church, the people that knew what was going on were really excited. It's because they knew that she'd been having trouble having babies, and the prophet said she's going to have a baby, and this was God's blessing. And So they were all excited. Well, a few months later, she got pregnant, and, uh, and she announced to the church that she was pregnant, and this was God, and... You know, it's the word of the Lord fulfilled, and it's going to be. And everyone was excited. And then she lost the baby. And it's like she was crushed. 
just crushed. But after that, when she got out of the hospital, it's like she went back to that church. It was a big church. Nobody was there. The sanctuary was all dark. But she went, she went out in that church in that platform, and she was just weeping. And she said, God, I don't understand. You know, the word of the Lord, the prophet said, you know, but, and she was, you know, it was a, it was a time where she was hurt. She was deeply wounded. She, she was confused. But she said, but one thing I know, God, you're worthy to be praised and you're worthy to be worshiped. And in spite of her pain, in spite of her not understanding everything that's going on, she lifted her hands and she just began to worship God. I tell you, that's the most valuable lesson somebody will ever learn. It doesn't, you know, there's times in our lives where we don't understand what's going on. There's times in our lives where we may even want to get mad at God, but it's not God. It's not God. We don't understand everything. We don't have all the answers. But one thing I know, no matter what happens, no matter what happens, he's worthy to be praised and he's worthy to be worshiped because of who he is. And God turned everything around, and she did have children, and she began to have children. But to worship God, even we, it's easy to worship God when things are going right. But remember, God is worthy to be worshipped in the good times and in the hard times because he's God. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. All of heaven worships him. Read Revelation chapter 4, chapter 5. The elders the created beings, the saints in heaven, oh, the angels, they all worship him. They worship God because they see him. For his, they see his power. They see his glory. They see his holiness. They see his magnificence. And they can't help it. They just worship. The Bible says the elders cast their crowns at his feet and fall down and worship before him with all their heart. Worship takes time. It takes effort. In Psalm 103, David commands him so. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul. That's what, you know, I don't know when we read that. I don't know if you understand. David is commanding his soul, saying, soul, you are going to bless the Lord. Because we don't always feel like it. You know, sometimes it's hard to get going at 3 o'clock in the morning or 4 o'clock in the morning. Sometimes it's hard to get going in church. Sometimes we need to, that's why praise is good, because praise kind of stirs things up. You know, kind of stirs, it gets us going into God. And then when worship comes, you know, then we, then the, I tell you, worship brings the presence of God more than anything. But sometimes you need to stir the waters with some praise. But don't, you know, the Bible says we're to offer to God a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. So sometimes you don't always feel like it, but you do it anyway because he's worthy. It takes, it takes a little practice, but get along with God. And I tell you, the more you work at it, the, the closer you feel to God and the greater it becomes. Hallelujah. Worship brings the presence of God. You know, in Second Chronicles chapter 5, it talks about the temple, the temple that Solomon had built. When it was completed, it says uh, the priests came together and they were praising God with instruments and lifting their voices to God. And the Bible says in the house, when, they, when the priests, when they all came together in unison. See, there's something about a people uh, who come together in unison and lift their voices to God. And, and that's the way, you know, here's what I thought. It's like, 
we can't, we can't come to church right now. So we're all kind of stuck at home. But let's practice. Let's become worshipers at home. And boy, I tell you, when this thing opens back up, we're going to flood this place. And we're going to flood it with the praises of God. We're going to flood it with the worship of God. Because people are going to become worshipers in their home at this, at this time of separation. And when they come to church, they're not going to be afraid to lift their voices, to lift their hands, to lift their body. And to say, God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you, God, that we're back in fellowship with our brothers and sisters we want to praise you and worship you and glorify you because you're God hallelujah hallelujah it says the house of the Lord was filled with the cloud so that the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled this house I'm at, I'm believing for the glory of the Lord to come and fill this house when we become true worship when we become worshipers when we come to church we worship him with all of our hearts and just pull the glory down from heaven hallelujah Hallelujah. I want it. It's what I want. And I'm going to be a, I am, I am going to, I am going to be a worshiper for as long as I have breath in me. I'm going to worship the Lord because he's worthy. Hallelujah. Just real quick. Someone says, what's the difference between praise and worship? Well, to me, and there's a lot of different opinion, but to me, praise, praise is a, is relates to what God does. You know, his works, his acts. And we glorify him for that. But worship worships him for who he is. God, we worship you just for who you are. Hallelujah. We bless you. Hallelujah. We worship you. Let's just, let's just take a minute. Father, we just worship you. We glorify you, Lord. We thank you that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the God who provided salvation for us, who sent your Son, Lord, who loved us so much, that you have redeemed us by your blood. We worship you. We give you the glory that's due your name. We will never cease to worship you for now and forever. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you. And we really miss you. We hope to see you all soon. We're believing God this is going to be over soon. I've just got my faith. I just, God... I want this to be over. We, we were talking to someone today. He said, you know, I'm getting mad about this. I said, it's good. It's, it's, it's getting mad uh, in the right way. Righteous anger. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful night. Spend some time worshiping God. And we'll see you in a little while. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.